0: Well, hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of The Boundless Show. It is episode 782, but more importantly, it is the official 15th anniversary of The Boundless Show first airing. So, happy anniversary to all of us and happy birthday to The Boundless Show. Um, This is going to be kind of a special show, but let me go ahead and intro it like I normally do. Later on, we do have an inbox that is in honor of our 15th anniversary, and I'm going to actually be answering a question we got. What have been some of my favorite moments of hosting the show over the last 15 years and why? And so if you have ever wondered uh, what moments have been especially meaningful or fun for me, stay tuned. And then for our culture segment, Steve Waters and his wife Candace are the founders of Boundless back in 1998. Steve is actually going to join us by phone to share specifically how the podcast got started back in 2008, so you don't want to miss it. Always fun to talk to our friend Steve. Okay, here we are for our roundtable, and for this special program, uh, because it is the 15th anniversary, it would be fun to maybe take a look back at how the Boundless show Has sounded throughout the years What some of the topics are we've covered Kind of take a walk down memory lane And so let's go all the way back to the beginning From when we had our very first show
1: Show.
0: Hello and welcome to The Boundless Show I am your host, Lisa Anderson And I am contemplating getting a gun Uh, The reason being, I'll throw this out to my comrades here who are at the table. Uh, Last night, I actually went to bed before 1030, which is the earliest I've gone to bed, probably in, oh, I don't know, 12 years. Um, Yeah, it's concerning. And there are some bags under the eyes that are going to need certain products to alleviate that problem. However, so last night I'm sleeping, but then at like 1030, but then at 1130, a picture Fell off my wall in <laughs> my okay. living room, okay. okay, and I am not I- even joking. Like I just about had an aneurysm.
2: I am so glad. <laughs> how long is that picture? I'm, I'm glad to hear this, Lisa. How long has that picture been hanging on your wall?
0: Well, let's see. It's actually fallen a couple other times. Oh. In total, about three years. Because Who's on the picture? Who's in the picture? It's a black and white photograph that of? I took when I was in Prince Edward Island. See,
2: because I have this thing where I'll I'll say to Steve, "Oh, oh, I think that shelf is going to fall. It, it's looking loose. I can't." You know, I can't sit on the couch under that shelf because it might fall on my head. And he'll say, it's been hanging there for seven years. It's not just going to all of a sudden fall. But see, now this sort of confirms my theory it that could it fall. could just fall sure. one day. Yeah. I mean, I
0: mean, this is not good. Okay. So I'm like lying in bed last night. So like 1130. I didn't realize that it was my picture that fell. And fortunately, after about two minutes, I had the presence of mind to realize, you know what? Maybe a picture fell. But in those two <laughs> minutes, I'm like... Someone just broke into my house, mm-hmm. and I'm just laying here in bed with like a slipper next to me. I mean, I don't have like a bat. So, I don't have no security going system. On. So you're no, like, I do have a security system. Oh, so it didn't work. That, But you know, that's like certain if they come in windows and yeah. doors and what. I'm like, I don't even know how this person could have gotten in or well, whatever. Well, did you have a run-in with law a few weeks ago? That was a whole other story, Disturbing. and I was completely mm-hmm. misunderstood. Aren't we all? Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of The Boundless Show. Back after the new year, I made it out of Minnesota. Hello, everyone. I have Mott, Steve, and Suzanne. Hi, Lisa. 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 Great to have you back. Oh, thanks. We missed you. It was real. It was good. Good times. So once we get the uh, remote studio in the small town up there in Minnesota, you know, we can just do the show. So, Um, but no, Um, well, they do have TV there. They have electronics. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. But I was snowed in, <laughs> 17 inches of snow one day, oh, wow. mm. so it was some crazy times, yeah. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's Boundless show. I'm here in the studio with Mott and Steve. Hi guys. Hey. Hi Lisa. Mott, what's going on with you? You're wearing a fleece. is It's cold in the studio. Okay. It is cold because it is winter. And
3: <laughs> it's winter 10 months out of the year
4: here.
0: It is not. That is. is so ridiculous. It's Whatever. It's warmer outside than it's it is lovely. in the studio, though, right now. It might be, yeah, because the sun's out, which is great. Um, we're actually doing uh, this show as a little bit of a pre-tape because I'm heading to Minnesota this weekend for my... 12 week vacation <laughs> that I <laughs> often take around Christmas no not 12 weeks but those of you who will remember remember that last year I got kind of like stuck there a little bit because mm-hmm. of the snow and stuff so um, was not able to be part of that and I'm like no I need to be part of it so right. so we're just heading into 2010 or as some people like to say 2010 Hey everyone and welcome to this week's show. Happy New Year. I'm your host Lisa Anderson for The Boundless Show. Great to be back in 2011. After a great year in 2010 too, but we'll talk about that here in a few minutes. Hey everyone and welcome to this week's show. I'm your host Lisa Anderson here to wish you a Happy New Year. I wish you had noisemakers. Oh, Shoulda. I that would have been fun. Uh, Martha's back from Maui, so she couldn't think of that. So that's okay. Um, we still wish you a happy New Year, and maybe next year we'll put hats on and do the noisemakers and stuff like that. We'll up the ante on that. But happy New Year to you all. We have a very fun show for you today. Uh, later on in the show, uh, of course, you know we had to kick off the year with relationships because that's what we talk about here at Boundless. Well, hey everyone, welcome to this week's show. Happy New Year. I hope yours was very fun and safe. Um, We are on to our second week of best of shows here as we round out the boundless calendar year and enter 2013. Hopefully you enjoyed last week's show. We did um, put it together with you guys in mind and this week's show is no different. We hope you'll find it very fun as well. Hey everyone, welcome to this New Year's edition of The Boundless Show I am your host, Lisa Anderson First to say to you from Boundless Unless Martha already did in some article or blog posting Happy New Year! Woohoo! Hope you all are doing well And for those of you that don't care about New Year's Or don't celebrate it, whatever We're going to wish you a Happy New Year anyway So just get with the Roman calendar, y'all Hey everyone welcome to the boundless show i'm your host lisa anderson and a happy new year to you those of you who are actually listening on the day of the release will actually be listening on new year's day whoa 2015 awesome um later on in the show i'm going to be answering the inbox question the question is should i stop dreaming big that is very sad and i'm going to address it um then for our culture segment we have jeff Schinnebarger back about his book yes or no He has um, three-word titles to all of his books, so this one we're going to be dealing with, yes or no. We love Jeff. He's a great guy. Uh, But here we are for our roundtable. We have Carrie, Anthony, and Laura in the studio. Hey, y'all. Hey. Great to have you here because it is time for the Obligatory Goals and or Resolutions show uh, for the new year. Um, In part because people are thinking about this. I mean, some people are, whatever. Some people deliberately don't think about it. Um, But in part because I just love this topic. Hey, everyone. Happy New Year and welcome to The Boundless Show. I'm Lisa Anderson. Glad to be with you for another year. Woo, woo, woo. Uh, Let me give you a little scoop on what is going to happen on this show. Actually, for both our culture and inbox portion, we're going to have Gary Thomas back here to answer some of your questions. Uh, It was really fun having him in the studio. And, of course, we love to use his wisdom when it is available to us. So you can look forward to that. And I'm also excited about our roundtable because we're going to have a fun talk about purity. Um, But really around the topic, and this was um, Athena, our producer, uh, had found this article on Relevant, our friends over at Relevant. And Eric Demeter, actually, who has written for us as well, uh, wrote an article called Purity is More Than Saving Sex for Marriage. What in the world does that mean, people? So uh, fortunately, we have Allison, Joanna, and Nate here. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's show. This is Lisa Anderson. Uh, Very excited to be with you, as I always am, but especially excited because um, we're in a new year and we love it, you know. So let's just be done with 2016. I want to just collectively agree with everyone that that's going to be good. All right. Well, here we are for our roundtable. And we figured, hey, we're starting off a new year So let's just clear out The cobwebs and get this discussion started We're going to talk about stress And uh, today we're just Focusing on ladies and stress Because even though some of the ways you manifest Stress could be the same Whether you're a guy or a girl There are some nuances and some Differences, I think, as well And so I'm going to welcome Jenny, Catherine And Jessica here Hey guys Hey. Hey. Great to have you Um, Okay, and also I want you to note that next week we're going to have the guys here at the table. So guys, don't feel like you're left out of this conversation. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The Boundless Show, and Happy New Year 2020 to you. Uh, excited to head into this new year with you. And as we always do, let me just give you a little preview of what's coming up on the show. Later for our inbox, we have a listener who has in the past struck out on the dating scene, but he's finally in a relationship with a woman that he thinks is great. The only problem is uh, they've been dating for a few months, and they haven't had any PDA. And he's like, is this normal? Like, what should we be doing? I don't want to be like the awkward guy. But who has advice for me? And of course, our own Joshua Rogers does. So he will weigh in on that. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The Boundless Show. Lisa Anderson here and Happy New Year to you. Our first show of 2021. Very excited to be with you. And I know that you're hopeful that this year is going to be better than last. So let's go for it. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The Boundless Show. Lisa Anderson here with you, and we are officially now in the new year 2022. So, welcome. And um, as I often like to do, a little bit of what is coming up on the show for our inbox. We know that community is important as we start the new year. So, we're going to answer a question from a listener who wants to know what makes a good small group? Okay, for those of you that have tried to enter small groups or be in small groups, or maybe you've tried to leave a small group, it's It's just like, ah, this could get awkward. So I'm going to weigh in with some ideas for that. Wow, well, it is fun to recap those times and see how God has been faithful to this show throughout the years and the many journeys we have taken with all of our various guests. Okay, next up, we're gonna listen to uh, some special moments that have happened during the podcast. So we're gonna uh, chart through some of those and I hope you will take a listen in whether you've been a longtime listener or maybe you have just joined us recently, um, but you can let us know what you think. Um, hopefully some of these will trigger some messages. Memories for you longtime listeners. So here we go. Well, hey, everyone. For this week's Culture Segment, I am joined uh, by Toby Mack. Hey, Toby Mack. What's um, happening? <laughs> uh, you're. I'm assuming you're in Nashville, right?
1: I am. I'm at my studio in Nashville.
5: Actually, Franklin, Tennessee, just outside of Nashville.
0: Right. Because who isn't from Franklin? I mean, honestly. Except exactly. for maybe Casting Crowns and Third Day. I don't know. A few people. Casting
5: Crowns, Third Day, and I guess Tomlin... And those guys moved from uh, Austin to Atlanta so all those guys are now gathered up in Atlanta so oh.
0: LaCrae <laughs> is on the phone with us LaCrae welcome to the show
5: thank y'all it's good to be here okay
0: he is already laughing at us which is awesome um he's very concerned about this interview i can tell he is in prayer right now he has a prayer he has prayer warriors around him because he's concerned (laughs) about what we're gonna ask um but travis and i were talking just before we went on the air lecrae about how excited we are about your music and your ministry and travis honestly i couldn't even get travis to shut up so we're gonna let him talk some here um to you as well um but want to say, uh, Lecrae is a, a Christian rapper. You are, are are you like a co-founder of Reach Records? I know that's yeah. your your label. Yeah. Okay, so um, but really with a passion for the gospel and for evangelism and for communicating. Really in a and this is a my my little um, moniker that I use to run the show. Lecrae is don't mess with Lisa A because she don't play. Okay, I like putting it out there and I like people who are hardcore and you're hardcore. So you're already one of my BFFs. Okay. <laughs> But today we have got Joshua Rogers and Suzanne Gosselin uh, who really don't necessarily need any introduction unless you have only been around Boundless for like a day and a half. Uh, Both of them have written for Boundless. They've been part of Boundless events. They have been on the show before. They are great friends of Boundless and just wise, wise people who have walked relationships out. I have got Beckett Cook here. Um, He is the author of A Change of Affection, A Gay Man's Incredible Story of Redemption.
3: And I walked to to this guy and he prayed for me and it seemed very powerful and very intense. The prayer seemed really intense and and loving. And um, then I walked back to my seat and during the worship, the rest of the 25 minutes of worship, the Holy Spirit suddenly overwhelm me and God just revealed himself powerfully in that moment to me, like kind of like a road to Damascus, a Damascene moment. Like God just revealed Himself and it was like in my mind it was it was just so clear. It was like I'm God, Jesus is my son, heaven's real, hell is real, the Bible is true, and you're now in my kingdom. She told me she was pregnant and I was obviously shocked as well because it then became reality like she said we were like what if that'd be so crazy but then when it was real it was like okay there's gonna be like some things that are gonna change in life like big changes um, and for me it was just like I needed to affirm her that I was not leaving I wasn't gonna go to California anymore that was just not even an option in my mind um, and for her it was just I think she was afraid and she also felt like we have like these big goals and um we could just get rid of this baby no one has to know we could just continue to date I was but... so
2: concerned about what people would think about us and about me with our positions and um ministry and that was just uh, yeah my number one concern was what are people gonna think what are our families gonna think we have a plan you're going to California I'm gonna be a nurse like we We don't have to do this we can get rid of this and i was saying that to him and those were words that i never thought that i would say i mean i was in my women's ministry class a couple months earlier giving a speech about abortion and how it's wrong so it's just crazy that i sat in that position and was like i think we can get rid of this and no one has to know Mm -hmm. um so yeah i was i was horrified and i just thought that it was easy to get rid of it and that we could just move on with our lives Life Network was amazing. I went in actually on my own. Um, I think Jared was probably at work or something, but um, I went in on my own. I talked to a couple ladies. I think it was two or three. They just like took me right in. I'm gonna cry thinking about this, but they just like took me right in and just talked to me about my story, asked me what was going on, and got me all like signed up and just made me feel so loved and then they sat there and prayed over me and it was just so sweet and i just felt like accepted and cared for and that everything was going to be okay and that i was going to have clothes for this baby and not only that but education on like how to be a mother and how to be parents and that it wasn't just for me but they also had a fatherhood program which is really cool that
3: was amazing it was like i think that so many like men who become fathers feel so like unequipped for that job and feel like their dad didn't do a good job but they're gonna do everything the opposite but then the pendulum swings like way too far in the other direction and so the fatherhood program was like i think gave me such a foundation for like this is like your life now and this child is yours
0: we get to introduce you to some new friends. Although I think these friends I'm going to introduce you to today, most of you are going to say, hello, Lisa. I know who they are. Um, but it's their first time on The Boundless Show. I want to welcome Ken and Johnny Erickson Tata to our show. Hi, guys. Good to be with you, Lisa. Well, everyone, this culture segment is kind of a fun one because I have the privilege of introducing you to a new friend. Um, and it's someone that you're probably not going to expect here on The Boundless Show um, because uh, we're going to be talking to Faireen Clark-Reese. You have quite a little bit of a, of a story to tell um, because you were single for a long time. And when I say a long time, I mean a long time. So I want you to say you were single until the age of what?
1: 77.
0: <laughs> 77 years old. And you're how old now? 77. I'll be 81 the 28th of this month. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, happy birthday to you. <laughs> Well, you probably know, we certainly do here at Boundless, that none of this would be possible without your support through the years. Um, The fans are what have made this show so special. Many of you have given financially to Boundless. Many of you have chimed in about various episodes. You've shared with us what has been meaningful to you, guests that you would love to see on the show. And so um, a few of our Focus staff members actually read uh, aloud for us some of the reviews that we have received from you about the show and so let's review some of those now and see what you the listeners and the fans think about the boundless show
2: JudeBug91 writes, I love the content in these podcasts. It's basically for singles, but although I was divorced, most of it was still applicable. I have been a listener for the last four years and I love it. There is so much good encouragement and good discussion. Now I'm remarried, but would like my teenage daughter, who is a senior in high school, to listen to it. It's not a girly show, though, it's for both guys and gals. I always look forward to my drive to work on Thursdays. This podcast has encouraged me greatly and it has blessed me immensely. I love the roundtables and getting several opinions and thoughts on a topic. And the way Lisa asks these questions is so creative. I'm thankful for the team at Boundless. P.S. reviewing the podcast from my couch and certainly not while driving. I have been hooked on your podcast. Great topics, great conversations, and very relevant to single questions today. It's been a tough journey, but I don't feel alone because there's always someone that can relate. Thank you for keeping it real and getting a biblical response to every question. Love your podcast. Steffi from Australia says, Came across this podcast several years ago while listening to Focus on the Family and have not stopped since. The host, Lisa, is very witty and humorous and always brings a smile to my face. I enjoy the podcast while driving around or just around the house. There are relevant topics that are biblically grounded and easy to understand. Definitely recommend to Christian singles or married people or those curious about the Christian faith. You will not be disappointed.
4: Paul Eleven writes, As a single man in my 30s, I'm grateful for a show that discusses singleness with the attempt at staying biblical. I just listened to the Billy Graham tech episode. I can confirm that I always look to the ring finger and any ring makes me think a woman is not open to dating. Not that I'm very good at approaching either way. Wildflower 2323
5: says, I listen to this podcast at work every week. Indeed. It is the podcast that broke my cynicism and judgmental thoughts about people who listen to podcasts. I used to think podcasts were lame and now I can't wait for the next Boundless episode to come out. Chock full of wisdom and humor, each one gives a perfect chance for self-reflection and growth. Lisa and her team have been a huge part in my young adult journey, and I'm so grateful I found this resource. 100% recommend.
3: CHO 1.1 writes, Great podcast and have been listening since it started online been a subscriber previously via email for 10 years at least i'm over 40 years old but still feel the topics discussed are relevant very helpful in getting guidance on how to be a christian in this day and age and also how to be an effective one jordan t reader writes being a single christian adult can feel isolating especially when believers your age or older constantly push for marriage And make you feel like you haven't made it until you have a rank. Boundless gets it. They're a voice that resonates with where we are and gives such good practical advice for all areas of life. I love being a part of this community, knowing I'm not alone, and God can use us in any season of life.
6: I've loved Boundless since I was a teenager. Lisa and everyone else at Boundless has unknowingly blessed me with so much godly wisdom and advice over the years been navigating dating and so many other things that come with being a christian young adult i am now happily married to a wonderful christian man and still love to listen every week toy story 07 writes i've been listening to the boundless show for a few years now i absolutely love the show it is inspiring and encouraging to me to hear other stories and i have learned so much lisa thank you so much for writing the dating manifesto i have read it and reread it over and over again I'm 31 and still single. I've been engaged once. However, God opened my eyes beforehand, and I realized that it would be a horrible thing to go ahead and marry him, so I broke the engagement off. That has been over eight years ago. I know if God wants me to get married, he will show me the one. Currently praying for my future husband. Continue to keep up the great work for us singles. I appreciate the Boundless team so much.
4: Susie Shelley writes... I'm updating my review just because I wanted to give a shout out to Boundless for being funny. I laugh out loud when I hear them being goofy and making fun of each other in a clean and good way. Yeah, for Boundless. As a 29-year-old young professional, The Boundless Show is just what I need to help support me during this season of my life. I check my podcasts several times a week, anticipating the next one. I wish they spoke every day. Their conversations are casual banter that move into deep and relevant topics. You can tell that they have a lot of fun while recording the show. Thank you, Boundless, for not only your great website and articles, check them out online, but now a great show. I carve time into my day for podcasts that encourage me in my walk with God.
0: Well, thank you again to all of you who have written to us, who have shared your hearts with us, who have asked inbox questions, who have left reviews on Apple podcasts. Uh, So much feedback from you. Um, is what makes this show awesome and allows us to really uh, hone it into what it has become today. So if you want to get in touch with us, I do want to remind you um, that you can follow us on social. On Facebook, we're Boundless.org. On Instagram, we are Boundless Team. And so uh, find us there. Join the conversation. Victoria on our team does such a great job of uh, throwing out questions and polls and, and recapping what we're doing throughout the week here at Boundless. So definitely let your voice be heard. Also, if you ever want to hear a certain topic discussed or you have a question you want answered on the show, don't hesitate to contact us. We are still answering your questions and still chatting to you and taking show ideas even after 15 years. You can email us at editor at boundless.org. All right, folks. Well, thanks again for your support, for your participation in The Boundless Show over the past 15 years. We are certainly looking forward to what God Is going to do over the next 15 years, and of course, we hope that you will be a part of that. Well, we are here for this week's culture segment. And as I said at the beginning of the show, this is a very unique show because it is actually airing on the actual 15th anniversary of the release of the first episode of The Boundless Show back on January 26th, 2008. Now, I don't want you to write to me and tell me, I wasn't even born then or whatever, okay, (laughs) because we don't need to hear that. But what we do need to hear is just the great story of what God has done through Boundless and The Boundless Show, because this is 15 years, y'all, and as part of this celebration, um, I want to welcome... Welcome, Steve Waters,
5: to the show. Hey, Steve. Hey, Lisa. (laughs) Awesome to be with you and celebrate this big milestone.
0: Oh, my goodness. It is so crazy. And not that you haven't been on the show, not that you weren't on the show at the very beginning, but it's just fun to, like, mark this anniversary with you because I need to say for those of you who are new listeners, and I know we keep getting new listeners, and I hear from you, Steve is the founder of Boundless. This is always awkward for me because sometimes I say it's Candace, his wife. Sometimes I say it's Steve. I probably just need to say it's both of them. Um, yeah, how would yeah.
5: what would you say, Steve, to that? We had the joy of founding it together. Okay, Candace became the founding editor. And then I had the opportunity to come back and have oversight over Boundless a few years after that. Yeah. but um, per- We did get the joy of founding it together.
0: Okay. And really casting the vision together and, I mean, the whole process of getting it up and running and all its iterations. I mean, that was really a a vision that God gave you guys and and had Focus on the Family get on board. So to that point, I want you to kind of take us back to the very beginning. You and Candace, I often tell people when I got involved with Boundless, I was a young adult. Um, Hello, I like to still think I am, but maybe not. (laughs) Absolutely. Maybe not statistically quite so much. But you guys were what in your thirties at the time? And how did you even get this idea for boundless dot org and then the podcast
5: itself? So we were actually we were actually still in our twenties. We were late twenties oh, wow. when when Boundless started. And we had pitched a some kind of webzine to Glenn Stanton when he came out to visit Regent University where we were doing a webzine there for as a student production. And that actually grew out of, we're doing a public policy degree and we had a public policy professor whose son had started a company called Bandwidth.com and had gotten his dad all excited about the internet and the future of the internet. And so he required us to take a class on web creation as part of a policy program, which is just crazy that that would even be on his radar screen and even have anything to do with public policy. But because we did that and got excited, we had been yearbook editors in college. We had decided that we wanted to do some kind of publication, realized it'd be a lot cheaper to do it as a website and did this website at graduate school. We got an opportunity to interview Clarence Thomas and some governors and other people who were coming through the graduate school at the time and just started seeing, wow, we're getting traffic from all over the world. Um, We're just a couple of yahoos, but this web thing really connects you out to a broad audience. And so we were getting excited. Glenn Stanton came through at Focus on the Family doing some, uh, I think, some recruiting on behalf of Focus. And we were just throwing out, hey, this is the kind of stuff we're doing. You think Focus on the Family would ever do anything like that? And um, nothing was really, you know, coming from that opportunity. But ended up serving on the Gambling Impact Study Commission after finishing my degree. Met Dr. Dobson through that because he was representing – focus on the family, I mean, he was serving on that commission, and got to meet him and some of the FOCUS staff, and that's how we made the connection out to FOCUS, and we landed in the public policy department, but fairly soon after that, we had been sharing our hope, vision for, hey, you think there may be an opportunity to do some kind of webzine for young adults, at the same time that a donor was saying, I'd sure love to see folks in the family expand its publications, like Brio and Breakaway, the other publications they were doing for teens at the time, to also have a publication for college students. Mm -hmm. And we came in and said, what if you actually don't think paper, but think web? Mm -hmm. And that's when those dots kind of got connected and Boundless got launched.
0: Wow. Well, it's so wild because, I mean, even as you started that narrative, you're talking about, like, the advent of the Internet, (laughs) which is like, oh, my goodness, moving from paper to digital and all that that entails. That's totally, totally wild. And, And I do, a lot of people don't realize that, especially some of our more recent listeners and readers, that... Really, Boundless was initially founded for college students and specifically helping them navigate worldview and faith as they were students, and especially in the culture, and then has broadened its reach and its uh, efforts since then. But now, fast forward us into those mid-2000s when you kind of started coming up with this idea for podcasting, because... Uh, Boundless was focus's first podcast, and I mean, really, you guys must have seeded that idea. How did that go about uh, pitching that to the leadership of our organization?
5: Well, it actually started out kind of in a different context, so Mott Brown and Ted Slater, who were part of the team at the time, really had the kind of had an eye on a lot of new development, new technology and Maude especially was watching developments in the podcast world. So he started pitching the idea, but we took our first stab at it very different from what is the podcast now, which is we did a trip to Washington, D.C. and interviewed a bunch of people that we were going to do. We were going to run that, the interviews with them as a podcast. So it wasn't the same category at all. Hmm. So we packed up, went to DC, and did interviews with um, Daniel Crittington, Leon Cass, several people who were kind of prominent writers at the time. I still remember one of the oddest interviews we did. Um, Charlie Jarvis, who used to be an executive at Focus on the Family, who was very instrumental in. Boundless's launch when he was an executive there. He had served in the Reagan White House. We met him at a restaurant. I think it was the Occidental restaurant in Washington, D.C., to do this interview, and Ted Slater comes with this really large – um, soundboard, and I mean, this was before anything like the technology we have. He's got this large soundboard and a mic and a headset, and he's trying to do this interview, and the waiter comes up and, he, and says, okay, you can't do that. <laughs> and so he has us pack up all of our stuff and he moves us way back in a corner of the restaurant so that so that we're not annoying people. And then the recording we got, you get all kinds of plate clinking and um you know the chatter, all the chatter and stuff around us, which is great in terms of getting kind of fun ambient sound, but it was really hard to follow a lot of that conversation, yeah, but anyway that that time we ended up interviewing Scott Croft, who later on you know did a lot of the q and a with um with boundless mm-hmm. um but that was our first attempt was we said, "Hey, let's turn these interviews into something that has some similarity to the daily broadcast that focus but really is a standalone piece for boundless, and we just really weren't able to sell that concept like that. So it was only when um, we started rethinking the format, and that's when Mott said hey, Lisa Anderson could really give this a lot of personality as a host <laughs> and really pull together some of these elements that we'd like to do, including an interview-type piece, but expand it to where you have elements like what ended up being the roundtable and you know some interviews with musicians and then pulling some of the music from the musicians into the bumpers we also, it was around that time, Jeff Taylor, the first producer, was bringing some of those ideas and happened to be the one bringing some of his own music. If you remember the first episode, um, mm-hmm. we included a lot of his music as part of the bumpers, and you also did an interview with him. So that was the transition into what looks more like the current podcast.
0: Yeah. Well, and Jeff actually created what is still our theme song and the yeah. stinger at the beginning, literally just sitting in a studio, play some music that was cut and edited, and then him just saying, boundless show,
5: boundless show, boundless show, the boundless show. Yeah. That <laughs> so, was, yeah, pretty crazy. I mean, that's amazing just how timeless that ended up being. It, too Lisa, I, I mean, going back to the the context of just how much pulling, bringing you into it, proved to be so critical. I think back to that first episode for you to be able to kick the whole thing off by saying, "I'm Lisa Anderson, and I'm thinking about getting a gun." Um, <laughs> yeah, that just says everything about the personality of the <laughs> balance show and how dramatically different it was from the daily. Yeah. And anything else that Focus on the Family was doing, and uh, I mean, really, that's what was kind of like the big rock thrown in the pond and the rip- all the ripples that have come from it ever since then.
0: Yeah, well, it's funny. And when Steve mentions The Daily, he's talking about the Focus on the Family daily flagship broadcast that has been on, um, you know, since about 1977, Um, y'all. So yeah, pretty wild. And it's funny because as I tell the story, it's very funny because a lot of people don't realize that I didn't, I wasn't with Boundless in the beginning. Um, So I always have to say, oh no, I came later on, but I was an employee at Focus on the Family and was actually part of our media relations a team at the time that was my background and so I'd been on the other end of the mic doing some spokesmanship for both right. focus and some <laughs> other initiatives but I had never hosted a show and so I always tell people I'm like literally the way I remember it going down is Lisa you know and this was not said at all but this is like my interpretation of it is Lisa you are single you like to talk and we could probably get you pretty cheaply given that you're already open <laughs> an employee here so i felt like okay done <laughs> so so that's why i always say it was really truly like the lord that orchestrated this because there was yeah. no like i was not you know ace in the hole like a lot of experience kind of thing going into this so it was super uh, such a super privilege to be brought in at the beginning. That was really fun.
5: Well, and I'll say, Lisa, one of the main things that that brought to the experience was that up until then, the primary engagement with the audience was articles and blog posts. And then we had some engagement around some comments around the blog post. But as much as I think the blog took us a step further in terms of the personality of the writers and the contributors. Mm-hmm. It was the podcast that really gave people much more of the seeing the life of the writers getting so much more, especially a lot, so much candid interaction, mm-hmm. because as you recall, there wasn't a ton of scripting on the the podcast planning. And so you were able to draw all kinds of candid remarks and comments <laughs> out of the round table out of the the writers and so that was just such a new dimension that has really proven to be critical for boundless is to bring all of the the more candid slice of life the broader context of the life of the writers and the contributors that really brought us into all new sub I mean a, a lot of new subjects a lot of new content that really wouldn't have fit well as blogs or articles,
0: you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure thing. Well, and too, again, you know, from my perspective, what I was able to add, you know, you and Matt and Ted and Candace being married with kids, I got to be that, you know, single person, walking alongside these folks, kind of in the same boat, but maybe a few yes. steps ahead. And so um, I was learning right along with everyone. And so that was really neat for me to be able to, you know, I often say I'm like the number one beneficiary of Boundless and boundless.org, um, because I've had a front row seat to all the amazing experts we've had, all the conversations, yes. all the mentorship through so many years of, of different inputs here has been really, really awesome. So
5: and and also very much an advocate for the listener and the audience. Mm-hmm. I think at you know at some points really offering great counter questions and challenges mm-hmm. to a lot of ideas and uh, standards and uh, aspirations that are thrown out there to be able to ask the tough questions. You know, how does that apply for? This person in this situation, you know, since we were married with kids and not as immediately, uh, you know, experiencing some of the day to day questions and challenges that you were able to advocate.
0: Yeah. What um, what would you say, Steve, kind of like thinking back to the, the origin of the show and some of the things like even your initial vision as you launched the show, some of the things that you saw in the culture at the time? Compared to now, what would you say some of the big takeaways are as far as like here is where Boundless has lived in space and time in offering this value add to the lives of young adults?
5: Yeah, I would say really that category of an intentionality about um, being in the season, coming out of, the home you've grown up in, coming, even heading through college and coming into establishing a life of one's own, to have such a countercultural, intentional approach to those years in a time and a generation in which we've seen just such an extended, extended adolescence, extended um, recreational approach to so much of life. a a drifting away from the church, a drifting away from um, kind of extended family and community that Boundless really has proven to be such a countercultural voice in that time. it's still encouraging for Candace and I to have people come up who are visiting in Louisville for a conference or something like that who— somehow make the connection and we find out they've been listening to the podcast over the past several years and we'll share, this has been a lifeline. There's just really not not been anything else quite like this um, when they compare it to everything else they're hearing from the culture around them. And so I would say, you know, that's only intensified that maybe, you know, there have been some pockets of some other, areas where we've seen more of that countercultural growth. But boundless has continued to be such a, a, a great alternative at a time when those trends are only accelerating in terms of further delay in marriage, further, you know, mindset of more of a checking out than a very intentional engaging with growing um Growing beyond the life that people experienced in their home and their approach to how they're building their lives you know for the next chapter,
0: yeah. So kind of, uh, Steve, as we close out here, I would love for you to put on your mentor slash sage hat um, as the, the elder statesman of Boundless. <laughs> um, and I would love for you to speak to that young adult who, if they could, would sit down with you with a cup of coffee and pick your brain and get all the advice that you could give. What would be your advice to a young adult, a 20-something, a 30-something who's listening now and who really wants to now in this new year pursue growth, pursue God? What what do their priorities need to be? What does that need to look like for them?
5: Well, one thing that I just um, have been thinking more about even going into this new year, assessing in my own life that I I did spend some time going back and listening to the first podcast episode, Hmm. and I was hearing my Hungry Years column that that I used to do at the end of the podcast, um, and remembering the significance of the Hungry Years um, and how much that season really often involves a lot of being scrappy, working hard, working through Challenges and one of the most significant things that I was noticing and, and reflecting on is just how important the commitments we make are during mm-hmm. that season, because our commitments, whether it's to an employer, whether it's to a another person in marriage, um, especially in, in marriage, those commitments shape us beyond anything we can imagine, and so. It's so critical what commitments we make, beginning with commitments we make to a local church, commitments we make in serving um, opportunities that we, we get to serve with people, commitments in um, you know whether you commit to additional education um, experience, and so really praying for discernment to make wise commitments and then know those commitments will shape you beyond anything you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And so being wise and, and even um, praying for discernment about any commitments to break because commitments are so shaping, going into a new year, it's very critical to be thinking through, am I in a in a healthy, flourishing, growing working relationship? you know, should I be rethinking my commitment to my to the work that I'm doing? Am I committed to a local body and growing in a local body and church? Am I in a healthy relationship that I should persist in or maybe even take to the next level? Or is this a good opportunity going this new year to rethink and to break a commitment in a relationship? So just knowing God works powerfully through the commitments we make. That's what I would put emphasis on, is praying about all of those key commitments right now.
0: Yeah, and such a great example of how, and a reminder that commitment is not just for married people or for parents. It's not just for old people. It's not just for people who have quote-unquote, gotten their lives together. Um, We're all called (laughs) to commit, beginning, beginning with our commitment to God himself and to let him rule our lives and let him direct our steps. And so um, well, Steve Waters, folks. Um, Steve, you have been such a, an advocate for Boundless. You have been such a friend to me personally, as well as to Boundless and everyone who is listening and reading, uh, you and Candace as the founders of Boundless. And so what a fun opportunity to go back in time with you. Um, you guys, I would encourage you to go back. I mean, again, I've said this i'm saying this throughout the month and will throughout the year go back and listen maybe cherry pick some older shows maybe search based on a topic and find out what we've said in the past because 15 years of content is a lot And so there's a Absolutely. lot there For you to avail yourself of I probably need to go back and listen <laughs> To some um, and, and even like the hungry years that, that Steve's talking about Some of the older features that we had That still ring true today So uh, Steve, thank you, thank you, thank you For oh, your investment thanks, in this ministry
5: Well, and thank you Congratulations And praying for many more to come Thank you so much
1: We are
0: Well, folks, on this anniversary episode, we are still opening up our inbox, and we actually have a very fun and appropriate question um, for this anniversary show, and our listener is asking, hey, Lisa, in 15 years of hosting The Boundless Show, what have been some of your favorite moments and why? Okay, well, this was a super hard question to answer because have you ever tried to look back on 15 years and think through... Like what in the world happened and cherry pick things out, but I did try. And so I'm going to go through this really fast and give you a few quick memories. So um, the first memory probably, or the the thing that I've loved, um, and actually if you listen to the previous segment with Steve Waters, you will uh, hear that I mentioned this, is that one, just straight up being asked to host this show was an amazing honor and really a fun opportunity for me to even be part of Boundless. I was working in another department at the time and continued to do that for two years um, of the show before I moved over to Boundless full-time. And so being asked was pretty, um, pretty much a favorite moment. Also those early days of the show, because I learned so much personally from people like Steve and Candice and Mott Brown, and Ted Slater, and many of the other early contributors, and it was really drinking from a fire hose, because I was a young adult, I was dating, you know, probably pretty poorly... A lot of that going on, and so it was just so personally beneficial to me. Uh, So pretty awesome in that sense. A few favorite guests that I had, and some of these I've talked about in the past. One, I mean, Bill Gaither for me, interviewing Bill Gaither, who some of you guys are like, who even is that? Um, Don't my grandparents listen to him? He's a Southern gospel great. If any of you have sung the song, Because He Lives in Church or some other things, that's Bill Gaither. But just a, what a neat... and. I got super weird with him because I was fangirling and he was so gracious about it. I met up with him in person here in Colorado Springs. What a cool guy and what a neat opportunity for me. Also, my interview with Francis and Lisa Chan, specifically at the end of the interview where I asked them to share their most encouraging and their most... um, concerning, I guess, or most cautionary word for the audience. And Francis really launched into a an exhortation of all of us of, are we sure that we are believers? Do we know based on scripture that the God that we ascribe to, the faith that we ascribe to is real in our lives? And so you, if you haven't heard that, definitely check it out. An interview with my friend Lori Polish-Short, specifically her first one, where she talked about getting married for the first time at age 49, which I know for so many of you out there, especially the ladies in the audience who are still single, um, was a huge encouragement, and she's just a rockin' person in general. So that was a highlight. Um, Also, I remember in particular, um, uh, two guys, Michael Jr., the comedian, and then Pastor Tony Evans, uh, both such amazing guys who, apart from taping on the show, actually pulled me aside and prayed over me after my interview. Um, And both of them actually prayed specifically for a spouse for me, which I'm still single, so that didn't happen. But their care and concern and just the prayers that they prayed, and those were two totally separate occasions you know uh two dudes who are so so neat and just love the Lord and that was just a really amazing moment uh for me to be able to have been prayed for um, by those guys who love God and and really cared for me as a person in that sense um and then uh, another uh, kind of along the lines of uh, roundtables that I thought were kind of cool. One I wanted to share, it's one early, early on, and I I didn't pull the episode number um, for that, but it was where a group of people on the roundtable shared their stories of coming to Christ. And they were so powerful and so interesting and so inspiring of the work that God does in people's lives and how he takes us out of our own sin how he chooses us, how he loves us, and how he opens our eyes and infuses us with the Holy Spirit so that we can truly see the truth. And their personal stories of walking through that were pretty interesting. Um, Also, there was an interview way back in the day. It was episode 52, where I interviewed Representative Linda Smith from Washington and a, a young woman named Renu, who was from Nepal, who had been sold into human slavery as a young girl and came out of that. And actually ended up forgiving her brother, who was the one that sold her into slavery for money. And so it was a powerful story. I remember tearing up during that interview. One of the earliest ones, not that I haven't teared up in interviews, because I do a lot, but that was one of the earliest ones that I remember that actually happening in. In fact, I'm going to back up here and give you guys um, also a point of reference because I didn't mention this earlier. Francis and Lisa Chan was episode 386, and Lori Pulitz Short was 385. So those are ones you can check there. Um, and then, like I said, episode 52 for Renu and her story um, of being trafficked. Any roundtables where we talk about conflict and um, keeping short accounts? Matthew 18, walking through that. Those are always a big impact on me because that's something that I have tried to grow in so much and do better in and learn uh, from others in, and so I love talking about those kind of conversations. Um, And then also just um, a couple fun ones, a couple other interviews I think that that made a big difference to me. Uh, Randy Alcorn, episode two forty two, talking about the treasure principle really was very landmark for me in learning how to handle money and how to think. money in terms of eternal influence and eternal accounts. Really, really powerful. And then also the privilege of telling my own story to my friend Susie Larson as she interviewed me for episode 288 um, on that that show, Who is Lisa Anderson? So being able to have the tables turned on me was pretty cool um, as well. And then finally, I'll just say any of the shows where we did them in front of a live audience, so both uh, shows that we did at our pursuit conferences, as as well as just re- more recently this year or last year, I guess it is now, when we did a Coffee and Conversations event here in Colorado Springs and had about uh, 85 or 90 young adults turn out for that and listen to our pastors panel on the importance of a local church. So, so many great memories, you guys, a lot of cool opportunities that I've had to meet great people, learn from them, and then pass that great knowledge on to you. So hopefully those are a few insights that will be helpful um, and encouraging to you as you go back and listen to some of those shows well all right folks uh, that is it for this week's show i have the privilege for our 15th anniversary uh, show of signing off and saying thank you for all the years of listenership i hope you will continue i hope you will share the show with your friends maybe post it on social share a favorite episode or or a favorite guest and let your friends know about it so we can grow our audience here in the new year for the next 15 years i'm lisa anderson for the boundless show The
3: Boundless Show is a production of Boundless.org. Focus on the family.